absolute power corrupts absolutely. Let's go. Ain't no room for hesitation up in here. It's time to leave it on the field. Because it's game time. It's time to make your hard work pay off. Make your mom and dad proud. Make your opponent pay the price. It's time to step up and get it done, son. You go hard or you go home. From the first whistle to the last. Bring it all day, every place. Because you know your boys is going to put on the line for you. They got your back, so you better have theirs. This is about the team. It's about pride. It's about who's the hungriest. So what's it going to be, man? You going to leave it on the field, or you going to leave it inside? You going to leave it or something in your tank, or you going to do what champions do? Leave nothing. Leave nothing. Hey, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Master Plan. I am JT, A.K. the Master. And the number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220. It's a place to be if you want to talk to JT. And that be the master. And that would be me. We've got a great show in store for you today. I hope you bring your winning attitude on this Sunday. One game is um, being played right now. The L.A. Rams are leading the Giants 10 to nothing. And, uh, but we have about 13, 14 more games at least uh, to uh, talk about. Remember, Cam Newton, Jonathan Stewart, Calvin Benjamin, Greg Olson, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Jason Witten, Terrence Williams, Bryce Butler, and the list goes on and on of Carolina players and Dallas players that aren't going to be playing this week because they're on a bye. So don't put them in your lineups. Don't even think about it. In each of your leagues that you're in, there's a word right next to a three-letter word that tells you not to put them in your lineup. And that says buy. It's going to tell you they have no numbers, either projected numbers or whatever. So don't put them in there. But we have quite a few more games to go, along with um, around an hour and a half from now, give or take, that we'll find out who's in. Who's out this week? As the season goes on, you get more and more guys that get nicked up for one reason or another and that are not going to be in your lineup. Either doubtful, out, questionable, game time decision. You got to pay attention, people. You got to pay attention. And hopefully, you have a contingency plan. If for some reason, they're not in, not in your lineup. So first game that we're going to be talking about that sits up there is the um, New Orleans Saints, Kansas City Chiefs. This should be, should be, on paper, 
some fantasy goodness for uh, uh, some owners on New Orleans and also for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now let's talk about the New Orleans Saints and um, the offensive woes of Drew Brees. In three home games, he's totaled 11 touchdowns. And never had less than 376 yards passing. Two of those, he had over 200 yards, or 400 yards. On the road, he's never thrown for more than 263 yards. So he doesn't even get to 275. And just three touchdowns in those two games. So what, I'm, what am I telling you? I don't think he's going to throw for over 300 yards. Now, it's a possibility because... Kansas City is not the strongest op defense um, like, they were, like they've been in the last couple of years. They've, they've dropped down a little bit. Justin Houston um, is still on the mend. Um, it's still up in the air whether he's going to play today or not. Uh, you got to pay attention to that type of thing because Justin Houston plays a big role in the pass rush and also in, in, in the overall defense of Kansas City. So I'm thinking Drew Brees is a no-brainer. I mean, regardless if he's playing home or away, I shouldn't have to tell you to play Drew Brees. That should be a no-brainer to me. Now, as as Drew Brees goes, Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed, Michael Thomas, go. Now, Brandon Cooks seems to follow what happens to Drew Brees really follows what happened to Drew Brees. His best games are usually at home. But because he's a primary receiver, I know they're going to try to key on him, Marcus Peters and company. Uh, I think he's going to get three or four catches, maybe 50 or 60 yards, and a visit into the end zone. Marcus Peters is, is no slouch in covering receivers. And I expect Brandon Cooks to have to work each and every yard uh, for, and catch that he gets. Really work for it. Willie Sneed's a decent flex flex play or wide receiver four or five somewhere around there. If you have that type of uh, um, um, roster on your in your fantasy team, and also Michael Thomas is a four or five, and maybe if you don't have any other choices for whatever reason, you want to invest in Michael Thomas. But they're going to be thrown early and off in this game. I, I, I truly believe that's the way they do it. Uh, Mark Ingram, I know he gets involved in the passing game, and you probably don't have too many choices. If you do, probably uh, not play Marcus Ingram, but um, he's an RB2 in here, RB3, somewhere around there. And he rarely gets 15 or more carries because most of the time the Saints are always in a shootout because they're they're defense who can't stop stop anybody. And Kobe Fleener can be a decent decent uh, um, decent here. Just just understand something. Kansas, they're playing in Kansas City, which is an extremely tough place to play. 
Kansas City is 11th against the quarterback, 18th against the running back, 23rd against the wide receiver. That's why I'm saying that they, they, 18th, uh, uh, they, they have a good shot of doing some good things in the wide receiver position. And number four in preventing fantasy points against those positions. And number four is a tight end position. So understand that. Jamal Charles, I don't even expect Jamal Charles to play. And I told you earlier that I had had uh, reservations, something in my gut about Jamal Charles this year. And it, so far, it, I've, I've uh, uh, been right about it. He's had some mild, very mild success. But Friday, he had swelling in his surgically repaired knee. And I kind of doubt if they're going to let him play two days later. So the, the the ball is going to be given early and often because this is Andy Reid to Spencer Ware. Hopefully you listen to me. You have Spencer Ware as your backup from the Mall Jaws or either traded for him, pulled him off the waiver wire for whatever reason he may be sitting there, or you had him early because of Jamal Charles being out and hopefully you listen to what I had, had to say or use your own common sense. Andy Reid likes to stick to one running back for the most part. Spencer Ware is going up against the worst running defense fantasy-wise in the NFL in fantasy in the New Orleans Saints. They're 24th against the quarterback, 29th against the running back, 20th against the tight end. So what's that telling me? I play Spencer Ware all day, every day, and twice Yes, today, on Sunday. Jeremy Macklin. I love Jeremy Macklin in this. Uh, and also, Travis Kelsey. Alex Smith is a short, intermediate passing quarterback. And where does Travis Kelsey do his best work? Short to intermediate. So I expect Travis Kelsey and Spencer Ware to have an even bigger day than Jeremy Macklin. Hopefully you you have those guys into your lineup, and uh, you'll be happy at the end of that game with your results. So I got to say about that. Let's move on to the next game, uh, 1 o'clock game will be the Indianapolis Colts visiting the Tennessee Titans and the super hot Marcus Mariota. Quite naturally, Dante Moncrief is out again, but getting closer. Hopefully you can grab Dante Moncrief. If he's sitting on a waiver wire, that's a gift for you. If he's sitting on somebody's bench, and you can get him on the cheap, do so. Because Philip Dorsett and um, and company, other than T.Y. Hilton, haven't been all that much for Andrew Luck. And Dante Moncrief would be a welcome blessing back for Andrew Luck. So get, I'm telling you right now, if he's sitting out there on waiver wire because somebody dumped him because he hasn't been playing in quite a while, pick him up. Pick him up. 
Hopefully you can get him on a cheap. Philip Dorsett. Dwayne Allen is out. So if you're looking for a tight end, he loves throwing to the tight end. I mean, Andrew Luck, Jack Doyle is sitting out there for you. Most people don't have Jack Doyle on their lineup. Um, they, they canned him when Dwayne Allen started playing. They may, some people may have picked him up during the week, but if you're sitting out there and you're looking for a tight end, you don't have Greg Olson. Pick Jack Doyle up. Why not? You don't have Jason Witten. Pick Jack Doyle up. What's, what's, what do you got to lose? If you don't have a, a replacement for one of those two quarter, um, excuse me, tight ends, pick him up. Now, who do you play in here? Come on, people. I told you Marcus Mariota has been hot, super hot. So that's telling you right there, against this no defense, even though they do put a defense out there, it's really no defense because we'll go to Tennessee first. Indianapolis is 23rd, 30th, 23rd against the quarterback, 30th against the running back, 12th against the running back, I mean, excuse me, wide receiver, and 24th against tight end, preventing fantasy points. What they do well, what they do the best is preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver. And that, that's the top 15, which is, which is pretty good. But all the other ones, they're bottom five, eight, bottom 10, 23rd, 30th, 24th. Bad defenses against those three positions, quarterback, running back, and tight end. So Delaney Walker. No-brainer. These are guys that no-brainer. But I do have one guy, a couple guys in here that you don't think of that are coming on, and I think they're going to have a very good day. Um, he had one last week. Um, let, let me get the no-brainers out of the way. No-brainers are Marcus Mariota. No-brainers are DeMarco Murray. No-brainers are Delaney Walker. Those three guys are no-brainers. But these two guys, especially one in particular, waiting for him to get healthy, is sitting out there on a, a lot of waiver wires. A lot of waiver. Had a huge week last week. Kendall Wright. When Kendall Wright was healthy, Marcus Mariota, last, last year, look at the numbers. Marcus Mariota was looking, looking at him quite a bit. He had Delaney Walker, then he had Kendall Wright until, he, until uh, Wright gets hurt. And he had a history of getting nicked up and not being able to play. But Kendall Wright, man, hell yeah. He's sitting out there. No doubt about it. I'm telling you, that, that's, that's a sleeper, and that's a waiver wire pickup that you could pick up now because he's on a lot of waiver wires. I picked him up on one waiver wire, and I can't, I, you know, he's not going to be in my lineup this week because I have uh, – um, uh, in my opinion, better better options. His bye week is, is a late bye week. The other options that I have are earlier bye week are, are, are earlier um, bye week. So he's going to be a bye week replacement. Or if the uh, matchup is um, like it is, um, this matchup is better than what I have in the lineup now. 
I'll put him in there. But I feel it's not. So I uh, choose not to bring. But if you are looking for a place guy uh, for a, a flex or a wide receiver 3-4, Kendall Wright. And the other guy is Rashard Matthews. These two guys are unsung wide receivers that are getting play for Marcus Mariota because the run game, which includes Marcus Mariota, is so prolific that the boxes are stacked against the run. Everybody's keyed on the run, and these wide receivers are getting one-on-one coverage. Think about that. Rashard Matthews, Kendall Wright, sitting on a waiver wire, Easy pickings. Pick them up. Let's walk on quite naturally. Um, against this uh, um, Tennessee defense. Now, this Tennessee defense is, is, is not all uh, porous as you may think it is. Tennessee is top 10. Preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. And just outside the top 10, they're 11th in preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. But you got to play Andrew Luck. He's going to be, he's going to be rushed early and often in this. His offensive line, um, offensive line. Offensive line is um, porous, and he's going to be pressured quite a bit. I don't like Frank Gore in this position at all. I, I really don't. He's the oldest running back in in the uh, um, NFL, and I just don't like him. I, I I mean, he hasn't really done that much. He came out last week and said he didn't sign up for this. And, and Frank Gore is not the type of guy that talks a lot. So when he's talking, you know that's a, this is an issue. What's going on is an issue. You got to play T.Y. Hilton, even though that Tennessee's going to going to key on T.Y. Hilton. The other part of that wide receiver is Chester Rogers. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent, and uh, you have to you have to think that the uh, Chester Rogers' days, I mean, their bye week is bye week 10. And I expect Dante Moncrief in the next few weeks to get healthy. And just before the fantasy playoffs, Dante Moncrief makes a appearance, and it's going to be a wide receiver to be reckoned with. So that's another guy I'm telling you to get, try to get. If he's sitting out there on a waiver wire, pick him up, put him on the bench, Put him on your bench. If you have an IR position, this is a perfect guy to pick up. Put him on your IR. It really doesn't count against your roster because he's on the IR. And then when he's active, slip him into your lineup because Andrew Luck's going to be looking for him early and often. Jack Doyle, I told you about. Andrew Luck's going to be rushed. He's going to be needing one to get rid of the uh, football um, pretty quickly because of the pass rush and because of the way the offensive line uh, has difficulty um, protecting against the pass. So he likes to dump it off to a tight end. And that's why I say use Jack Doyle. And because I think they're going to be um, 
stopped, and if the offense is going to have the ball quite a bit, um, that you use the old man of the bunch, Adam Vinatieri. I think he's going to be able to get you some some decent field goal tries that add up points or points regardless of where you get them. You got to remember that. Points or points wherever you, wherever you get them. All right, let's move on to the next game that is on 1 o'clock, and uh, it would be the uh, Minnesota Vikings. This is a this is got this is must see TV here, people. Uh, Minnesota's coming off a bye. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, it's playing in Philadelphia, is uh, sustained a, a loss and looking to rebound. And both these defenses are have to show up. Minnesota has been lights out on the defensive side of the ball. Sam Bradford coming back to Philly, where he got traded from from Philly to. Minnesota, and Stefan Diggs is expected to re- return to action too. One o'clock game, and this is must-see TV. Minnesota, like I said, is coming off a bye and primed, primed. Say Sam Bradford doesn't throw for a touch doesn't throw a touchdown here. You know that? Wait a minute. I say he throws for one touchdown. I, I I can see Sam Bradford throwing for at least a touchdown here. Uh, if you think that that um, uh, revenge is not into a player's um, mindset, you're absolutely wrong. Uh, I would think Sam Bradford and the Minnesota Vikings would want to beat the the brakes off of excuse me the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings want to keep pace in the NFC East with the uh, Washington Redskins. And I, I got to believe that the um, Minnesota Vikings um, want to be able to maintain their unbeaten streak. Unbeaten streak. I keep telling you I like Matt Asiata. I mean, excuse me, Jared McKinnon. I still like him. Maybe not in this game. Maybe not in this game. This is the Bruiser type of game, which is the Matt Asiata type of game. I can't recommend you use the Matt Asiata. Some people are uh, because he's a, he's a, uh, um, a touchdown vulture when they need to get the grinding out yards. This may be a grinding out game. But for these two running backs, uh, I think that it's just to move the chains. And um, I think this is a – Stephon Diggs type of game. The Eagles are very good defense, extremely good defense. Number one against the quarterback, number 19 against the running back, number five against the wide receiver, and number one against the tight end. No slouch. No slouch is a Philadelphia defense. This is a ground out, grinded out type of game, like I said. Um. Both these uh, defenses um, take pride in, in preventing splash plays and big plays against the wide receiver. Um, and I don't pick winners and losers here. Uh, but what I tell you is this. I, I like Stephon Diggs in this game. I like uh, – uh, um, and you probably have no other – unless you have any op- options – 
Carl Rudolph, you got to temper your expectations because um, this is going to be a, like I said, a, a physical game. So what's that telling you? Field goal kickers are going to be a premium here. Blair Walsh is a definite strong play here for me. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Sturgis is another good play for me because these guys may not get into the end zone often, get into the red zone or, or in, within field goal distance, and these field goal kickers are going to be, be uh, busy, in my opinion. On the other side, Carson Wentz is going up against a, a defense that's number 10 against the quarterback, number six, not, excuse me, number nine against the running back, number two against the wide receiver, and number 14 against the um, tight end. So what's that tell you about the uh, quarterback, running back, wide receivers, or the uh, tight end? He likes throwing to Jordan Matthews. Um, I would say play Jordan Matthews in this. Um, he, he, him, he and uh, Carson Wentz have a connection. Uh, I would also say play Zach Ertz in this. Um, but you have to temper your expectations. Like I said, I think this is a grinded-out type of game that the field goal kickers are going to be more important than um, the, the skill players. I can't recommend you playing any running backs on either side because I think that the defenses are going to prevent you from doing that. Um, and the field goal kickers are going to be in strong play here. And yeah, I'm talking about field goal kickers because that's how I feel. That's what I think. That's what I think is going to happen here. That's what I think is going to happen. All right, let's let's move on to the next one o'clock game. And what is that? And that would be the Cleveland Browns uh, going to visit their Ohio, um, Ohio, uh, Ohio team. I say Ohio team, but their other Ohio team in the Cincinnati Bengals, division rivals for a long time. Josh McGowan's out. Cody Kessler is going to be the starter. Corey Coleman remains out, and Terrell Pryor is a game-time decision. Now, Corey Coleman was playing relatively well before he got out. If he happens to to be sitting on your waiver wire, grab him. Grab him. Let's see what happens here. And uh, let's see what happens here, people. All right. So uh, sorry for that interruption. I uh, was watching the game, and uh, uh, my boy, Landon Collins, I have him on one of my teams as a defensive player, number 21 from the Giants, just ran back an interception for a touchdown. Just put him in my lineup this this, this week, dear. Uh, I mean, people, 21. And, and uh, he uh, ran it. He had interception for a touchdown. Wow. Wow. I, and IDP, one of my leagues, uh, we have IDPs. And one of the leagues, I just put him in my lineup. I had a feeling sometimes you have to go with your gut. And I went for my gut. And uh, he just he just rewarded me with a interception for a touchdown. How about that? Anyway, um, 
What were we talking about? We were talking about the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals play the Cincinnati defense. There's, there's um, one team, one team that if you're playing against them, take the defense. Um, take the defense. And, and the other one may be in Miami. It's Cleveland and Miami. So this week, Cleveland is playing Cincinnati in Cincinnati with a rookie quarterback in Cody Kessel. I told you about who's out in, in Cleveland. Uh, Tyler, Alfred, excuse me, Tyler Eifert, who has been a no-show because of all, all his health, health problems up until uh, this week, who's gotten some pr- decent practice time in, may be a game-time decision and um, you have to follow to see if, he, if he's going to play. And even if he does play, it's not recommended you put him in there because he's going to be uh, uh, probably on some type of snap count. Uh, and that would mean that um, T.J. Uzuma and Tyler Croft will fill in again. And if you happen to use either one of those guys or have a choice, T.J. Uzuma will be my choice against Cleveland. Reason being is that um, – the Cleveland Browns are uh, 31st against the quarterback, 21st against the running back, 16th against the wide receiver, and 32nd against the tight end position, which tells me that if you were going to use anyone, it would be C.J. Uzma because the Cleveland Browns are the worst in preventing fantasy points against the tight end position and not don't fare too well against any of the other skill positions in, in the um, um, in fantasy. So Andy Dalton is a play here. Uh, I like Giovanni Bernard in PPR leagues, especially, to be a play here. He's a, he's a running back. Or, excuse me. He's a flex play and with upside. Flex play with upside. But I'm looking for A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert to absolutely eat these uh, the, this 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 uh, backside uh, and linebacking core up in Cleveland. I'm looking to. to uh, I'm, th- this is going to be a, a very good day for AJ Green and Andy Dalton. This is a get right day for both of these guys. So I, I'm looking for good things. So you you got them. Put them in there. No hesitation. Don't even think about it. On the other side, Cody Kessley is a rookie quarterback on the road against a division rival, against a defense that is uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, they're not all that. They, they're not the old Cincinnati Bengals from last year. 26th against the running back, 24th against the running back. I mean, 20, 20, 26th against the quarterback, 24th against the running back, 25th against the tight end, and 6th against the wide receiver. They play the wide receiver better than they do anything else, but that's not saying much. Because I, who do you like? I like David Johnson. I mean, excuse me, Duke Johnson in here. Duke Johnson Jr. PPR especially over Isaiah Crowell. I like uh, here. You, you haven't heard this one before, Ricardo Lewis. Yes, Ricardo Lewis. You searching for a wide receiver? And there's no, nothing that you think are out there. 
I bet you Ricardo Lewis is out there. And Cody Kessler is going to be thrown to him. Besides a game-time decision in Terrell Pryor, you don't know if he's going to play or not and how, to what extent he's going to play. And, of course, I always say this, the best friend for a young quarterback is the tight end. Safe throw in the middle of the field. Love to throw to him. Love to throw to him at all times. Love to throw him to him all the time. So I think Gary Barnage is, is going to be a good play this week. This is what I say. This is what I say. You play Duke Johnson. You play Ricardo Lewis as a wide receiver, four or five, even as a flex. That's how much confidence I am. You can put him in a flex. If you're you scrambling for a flex spot, and Gary Barnage. All right? All right, let's move on to the next 1 o'clock game, and it would be the – this is another good matchup. Washington Redskins at the Detroit Lions. Um, Josh Doxson just got put on the IR, designated for return. Because of his Achilles issues, um, Jordan Reed is out, out dealing with uh, concussion protocol. Uh, Vernon Davis will fill in. Uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, is expected to, p- to play, even though he was limited in practice all week. Theo Riddick, Eric Ebron is out. Uh, Dwayne Washington is also expected missing uh, uh, the game. That leaves uh, Zach, Zach Zenner. And Justin Forsett in the backfield. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that. So what's that telling you? What's that telling you? That the Detroit Lions are going to be thrown early and often. They're going to be thrown early and often because even when they had the other guys in there, their running game wasn't all that. And let's go to Detroit, home team first. Matt Stafford, in my opinion, is a play here. Now, Washington is eight against the quarterback, 26th against the running back, seventh against the wide receiver, 16th against the tight end. Far Washington's defense is preventing fantasy points is against the running back. But do you only have Justin Forsett and Zach Zenner? Really? Really? So you don't, I don't even think Detroit, I mean, they're going to try to run the ball quite naturally, just like Indianapolis. But they, both those teams I'm talking about have poor running games. Poor running games. And quite naturally, Indianapolis throws the ball a lot. Detroit throws the ball a lot. That's falling into the strongest wheelhouse of the Washington Redskins, preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position, is eighth and seventh in the wide receiver position. But – Matthew Stafford's playing home, where he plays the best, where he plays the best, okay? Indoors, ideal conditions. I like Matthew Stafford in here. So I wouldn't hesitate to put Matthew Stafford up there. Uh, Anquan Bolden and Marvin Jones. I know Golden Tate had a huge day last week, but how many bad weeks did he have? How many bad? He's got to string some back-to-back. 
I know Marvin Jones has tailed off. I understand that. And Anquan Bolden has emerged as a go-to receiver for, uh, 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 to move the chains. And, and Anquan Bolden, so he's a flex play or a five, somewhere around there is, is Anquan Bolden. I still think uh, um, wide receiver two, three, somewhere around there is Marvin Jones, and I, it, he's a definite play today. Definite play. He gets enough targets. He's a definite play today. Don't like the running backs from Detroit. On the other side, uh, Detroit is 32nd in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback. And that's anybody who's playing Detroit and your quarterback is, is, is anything. Look what Case Keenum did to him. Look, Case Keenum. Kirk Cousins should have a good day, so you definitely want to play Kirk Cousins. Running back position, they're 11th in preventing fantasy points. So they're, they're better. Their best thing they do that they do is prevent your running back from getting off. The wide receiver and tight end are 27th and 29th in preventing fantasy points, respectively. So in the passing game, it's where they are lack. And that's when I like Jamison Crowder. That's why I like Pierre Gosson. I, that's why I like, as long as he's healthy, is um, Deshaun Jackson. Any any semblance of those guys, I say play. And it, it, including the tight end, Vernon Davis. So any semblance of those guys that you have on your roster and you're missing Kelvin Benjamin, you're missing um, – Cole Beasley or Bryce Butler or Terrence Williams or uh, um, Ted Ginn Jr., Devin Funches, um, Corey um, uh, Brown, I'm trying to think of his first name from um, uh, Carolina, uh, Greg Olson or Jason Witten, Vernon Davis, come on down and put it in your lineup. And the the kickers, they're going to be moving the ball a lot. And quite naturally, they're going to be put themselves in field goal position quite a bit. So I like to, I like to put guys, especially kickers, in my lineup that I know the offense is going to be able to move the ball in at least field goal range early, uh, not early and often, but enough, enough times that the field goal kicker is going to get um, opportunities to kick um, field goals over and over and over again. And Dustin Hopkins, because of the offense of um, Washington and because they're playing Detroit in ideal conditions, is one of those type of kickers. Now, I can say that about Matt Prater, uh, but not to a certain extent because I think that uh, Washington's defense a little bit. I know I should say that because they're playing at home in ideal conditions. So I think both these kickers can be effective. Hopkins more than. All right, let's move on to the next game that's sitting up there. Um, and that would be uh, the Oakland Raiders visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars in Duval County in Florida. 
So let's see what happens with this one. So Latavius Murray had limited practice, but he's expected to return to action. All right. Uh, high expectations were for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders are four and two. The Jacksonville Jaguars are two and three. And on a two-game winning streak, and, but are only one and two at home. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are three and zero oh on the road. Let's go to the uh, Oakland Raiders first in Derek Carr. To me, that's a no-brainer. To me, that's a no-brainer. Now I know that uh, uh, Jacksonville, and I've always said this before. If you've been listening to me, Jacksonville plays better at home than they do on the road. Uh, even though they're one and two at home. Uh, Jacksonville is 19 against the quarterback position, 12th against the running back, 28th against the wide receiver. And what they do best is preventing fantasy points, which is seventh against the tight end position. So what's that telling me about Oakland? Their running game hasn't been as prolific as they wanted to. Uh, and Latavius Murray's coming back from an injury, but They've had a running back by committee along with Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington. But their main thing, their main thing is Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. And usually they take, they take turns on having a, the best week. In this one, I like them both to have a very good day. Amari Cooper. You got to play him. Michael Crabtree, you got to play both these guys. In this game, I think they can be wide receiver one. Yeah, I said it. In this game, I think they could be wide receiver one. I think they're going to be throwing a ball a lot in here. Throwing a ball a lot. Blake Bortles, no-brainer to me. No-brainer. This is Oakland. Oakland. Preventing fantasy points in the four skill positions in fantasy. Quarterback, 29th. Running back, 25th. Wide receiver, 30th. Tight end, 27th. So what's that telling me? It's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. A lot of points scored in this game. A lot of points scored in this game. And guess what, people? I got a running back that is getting better and more touches week to week. And... Chris Ivory. You think this is a running back by committee? Yes and no. T.J. Yeldon is still a factor in here, but Chris Ivory is the guy that I think is the one that you want to own. Because he's the one that, that if it's close, close between the five and between the 10 and the, and, and, uh, um, the, the end zone, the friend zone, whatever you want to call it, he gets the ball. He's the guy that gets to grind out touchdowns. Not T.J. Yeldon. T.J. Yeldon is between the 20s. Chris Ivory is from the 10 in. Chris Ivory, if he's sitting out there, for whatever reason, he shouldn't be. There's no way he should be sit, sitting out there on a waiver wire. But there's always a possibility that he is. Scoop him up. Put him in your flex. I think he's going to re, 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 uh, reward you today. Remember, I said the 
Oakland Raiders are 25th in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. You want to get right in your offense? Play somebody when you play Oakland. Play your running back. Play your wide receivers. That's why I think Alan Hearns, Marquise Lee, Allen Robinson are all going to have good days today. In, in, in one level or another, quite naturally, Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. Um, Allen Robinson is a wide receiver one, but he's been inconsistent. I think he's going to have a good day today. Allen Hearns is a 3-4. I think even a flex, I think he's going to have a good day today. Marquise Lee, he's getting more touches and more looks. Um, he's a wide receiver 3-4. Uh, around there somewhere, maybe, maybe a flex play. But uh, uh, I'd, I'd like all three of those wide receivers to get happy and healthy today in the, in the points of, of, of uh, point scheme of uh, fantasy football. All right. Let's move on to the next uh, 1 o'clock game because I think there's a, at least one more. At least one more. And that would be... I've got two more, and that would be um, the uh, – hold on, people. Let me get to it. The uh, Buffalo Bill, excuse me, Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, and I have him in, in a couple of my leagues, is a game-time decision. Hopefully you have him uh, have his uh, backup, Mike Gill- Gillisey, who is a very strong uh, play here if, if um, LaShawn McCoy – is not in the lineup, and if not, if 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 he's active, he's dealing with a hammy, people. So that means he can go out anytime and say, "I've had it. I can't can't go." Uh, look what happened last week with uh, Will Fuller. He was active, but he did nothing. So be careful here. If you have alternatives, and I know this is tough. If you have alternatives, um, McCoy is a top five running back in fantasy right now. Um, huge uh, time last week, and this against this Miami defense, uh, he could have another big day. But I can't trust LaShawn McCoy. If you have his backup, for some reason he's still sitting on the waiver wire and he shouldn't be. Mike Gillisey I'm talking about. You pick him up. If you don't have any other better options, put Gillisey in there because I think he's going to get the majority of the carries, even though uh, LaShawn McCoy – uh, may be active, may be inactive. He's traveled with the team, so he's, de- he's in Miami. But there's no guarantee come game time when he warms up that he says, I can go or no go, or I can go, and then all of a sudden uh, the first play when he decides to run the football, he realizes he, he can't make it through the whole game, or for whatever reason, he doesn't make it through the whole game. Then you're stuck. So hopefully you, you have an alternative, not – if you handcuff them, then you can use Mike Gillespie in his place. Um, also, Robert Woods is out. Justin Hunter is going to start. Brandon Tate's going to start. Um, on the other side, uh, Arian Forrester had a full week pra- practice and expected to play a bigger role in the running game. Uh, Ter- Car- Jordan Cameron and uh, Deion Sims are out. So it's going to be a combination of Dominique, Dominic. Jones and Marquise Gray as tight ends. Um, and really, against this Buffalo Bills defense that's been balling out for the last two or three weeks. Um, 
So let's go with the Buffalo Bills. Let's talk about the the, the um, visitors first. And I think Mike Gillisey is going to get close to 80 to 90 yards and a touchdown in here. I really believe that. Tyra Taylor is going to be probably used more in the run game. And uh, I see can see him throwing for a touchdown and running for a touchdown. Um, the wide receivers are limited here. You got Justin Hunter, Walter Powell, and then Charles Clay is a good play in a tight end position because it's a safe throw for Tyra Taylor. He's got a big arm, and he likes to throw the ball down the field. But they have Anthony Lynn, who's, who's a running back coach. He's going to play it more on a conservative side and ground and pound exactly what Rex Ryan wants to play and play sound defense. Miami is 15th at, against the quarterback, 10th against the running back, 24th against the wide receiver, and 18th against the tight end in preventing fantasy points. Okay? Ryan Tannehill, I don't like him. Not against his defense. He, he, he takes too many hits, holds the, ball on, uh, holds the ball too much, and I think that the, uh, they're going to use Jay Ajay and Arian Foster. Jay Ajay had a huge week last week. But against Buffalo, who's third against the quarterback, 15th against the running back, 14th against the wide receiver, and third against the tight end, um, they're going to key on – Jay Ajay and have Ryan Tannehill try to beat him through the air. And that means uh, that Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker and a little of uh, Kenny Stills, n- not so much, but Jarvis Landry, who's a PPR monster, especially in PPR, you would play him. And he's always he's a play. And, and wide receiver three in this one, uh, along with Devontae Parker, uh, even Flex that they're going to be used early and often because they're not going to be able to. uh, uh, um, They may let him run the football and JHI is a decent play here, but Buffalo is going to try to get Ryan Tannehill to beat him through the air. That's what they're going to try to do. And I like like Buffalo as a good play here going to the division rival. Rex Ryan is going to send everything early and often against Ryan Tannehill to shake him up. All right, let's move on to the next play here. And that would be the 4 o'clock game, first 4 o'clock game we have. And that would be, no, sorry, last 1 o'clock game, which would be Baltimore at the New York Jets. Jets are in complete disarray. No Eric Decker. Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I told you people, I I kept telling you, I kept telling you, and I, I hate to tell you I told you so, but I'm telling you so. I told you Ryan Fitzpatrick was not all that. And there was a good reason why the Jets held out for Ryan Fitzpatrick until they had no choice. Cause they, he is what, what we thought he was, or what I thought he was. He's a backup. And he had a very good year in a contract year, and he has good years and bad years. And this happened to be a bad year. He gets paid, and not saying that he lacks, but he just he lacks ability, and he makes the worst mistakes at the worst time, and he's done that over the, over this past season until till now, when he got benched, and they have Geno Smith, 
as the quarterback. Now, Joe Flacco is not all that healthy either. And this is not a prolific offense in Baltimore either. And uh, Joe Flacco didn't practice until Friday this week. Quite naturally, he's expected to play. Steve Smith is not going to play. Mike Wallace, Kamir Aiken, and Dennis Picka, Pitt, I should say, are going to have to pick up the slack. Um, just Austin Safarian Jenkins on the jet side of tight end is out. So what's that tell you about this? If you have Joe Flacco, the Jets have one of the worst passing defenses in the league. 27th against the quarterback, 20th against the running back, 31st against the wide receiver, 26th against the tight end. Wow. Where has the Jet defense gone? Gone. Todd Bowles is on a hot seat. Head coach of the Jets is definitely on a hot seat. This defense uh, played well last year, and now it's the exact uh, yeah, it's the exact opposite. The Jets were in top ten, maybe even top five last year in, in defense. They're nowhere near that now. Nowhere near that. It's in complete disarray. And let's go to the Baltimore side first. Joe Flacco. He may throw for a, a few 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 hundred yards, two fifty. I think he's going. But I think this is the. I know the Jets prevent the running back probably the best out of that. But they're going to try to pass the ball also. And that's. Kamar Aiken, Rashard Perriman, Mike Wallace, and Dennis Pitta. Flacco likes throwing to Dennis Pitta. Where the jet pass rusher may be quick, Dennis Pitta may be get a lot of activity um, this week. So you got to play Dennis Pitta because Flacco likes throwing to him. You got to play Mike Wallace because the Jets are hurting on the backside, and Mike Wallace is a big play waiting to happen. Um, he's definitely a flex play. Now, these guys I'm talking about, they're all flexes. Three, four, four, five, somewhere around there, but they're all flexes. Because I, I, you never know who's going to get it because this is not a prolific offense. And, and they're just piecing things together. Mark Tressman got fired, uh, and now they're trying to make the best of what they have. They're going to try to use Terrence West a lot in here. So he's going to get the ball. I think he's going to get his t- rushing touchdown in here with about 60, 70 yards. So you got to play Terrence West in this here. Going with the Jets. The Baltimore Ravens are 14th against the running back, 4th against the running back, excuse me, 14th against the quarterback, 25th against the raw receiver, and 8th against the tight end. So in the passing game is where they are lacking also. Um meaning the wide receivers, if the Jets can generate some type of passing game, then um, they have a good shot of uh, putting up fantasy points for you. I, I, I love Quincy Unawuma. Uh, Brandon Marshall's a man here. He's going to get targeted early and often. Target, targets equal opportunities with equal receptions. And um, so I like Brandon Marshall. A lot in here. I know you, a lot of people have them. Uh, this other guy, uh, Anuma, um, big, 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 strong wide receiver. Uh, a lot of coverage is going to go against the uh, um, 
Brandon Marshall. So a new one should get get some uh, uh, nice uh, opportunities here. Uh, a nice flex play, a four or five somewhere around there, uh, is uh, a new one. Uh, Bilal Powell is, is is excellent in the um, PPR part of this. I don't like uh, that much of uh, Matt Forte against the uh, Baltimore Ravens um, run defense. And uh, I think they'll move the ball enough to have both these kickers, who are very good kickers, Folk and um, Justin Tucker, because these guys are prolific offenses, meaning they're going to get uh, stunned a lot and stop. And But within field goal range, Justin Tucker and uh, um, Nick Folk would be good um, – Kickers, either one of them, Justin Tucker more than Nick Falk, kicker position. They are points. They count. It can get you a win, believe it or not. You're looking for as many points as you can get. If it's one point, half a point, point two, point one more, you're looking for as many points as you can quite naturally get. And these kickers, I think, are going to be instrumental in wins for their team and a win possibly for you. All right, let's move on to the first of uh, the 4 o'clock games. And that would be um, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Doug Martin, Doug Martin is out. Jacquez Rogers will get the start. Carlos Hyde is out. And Mike Davis and Sean Drone will fill in for him. How about that? The two starting running backs are out, even though uh, Doug Martin's been out more than uh, and more games out than um, than um, Carlos Hyde. But both starting running backs are out. That's why it's important to have running back. You can ha- never have too many running backs because they get nicked up. Look at Sean McCoy, one of the best running backs in fantasy football and in football, in reality football. Let's look at let's look at the uh, this game here, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. I love Jameis Winston in this game. Love Jameis Winston in this game. San Francisco is 18th against the quarterback, 27th against running back, eighth against the wide receiver, and 22nd against the tight end position. But I know they're playing in San Francisco. I know Jameis Winston is not all that um, on, on on the. Uh, uh, on the road. Had a tough schedule. This is this I hate to say it against the 49ers. It's it's a little easier defense to deal with. I I think James Winston is a good play here. Jack West Rogers is 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 the man here. Plain and simple. They don't have any other options. Doug Martin is not there. Charles Sims isn't there. It's all Jack West. Jacquez Rogers and, and, and Antoine Smith to a lesser extent. Um, and I like, I love Jack, Jacquez Rogers in here. I love him. I love Mike Evans in here. Sleeper. There's two guys that, that are, are and one more than the other, uh, because one's come, just coming off of uh, injury. And that's Cecil Shorts versus Adam Humphrey, who had one, uh, one good game with a hundred yards versus Rams. Um, but last week he was back to one catch. 
Vincent Jackson is no longer on the uh, 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 no longer on um, being able to start because of injured um, uh, because of a torn ACL, and that means Humphrey gets a bump up the depth chart. And uh, I like a- Adam Humphreys in here. Um, he's the wide receiver three, four, five, somewhere around there. If you're hurting, and you got to be really hurting to put Adam Humphreys in your flex. Um, Cecil Shorts is another guy that uh, may get some play here. The other guy I like in here because, like I said, San Francisco is 22nd in preventing fantasy points against the tight end position is Cameron Brait. Jameis Winston likes throwing to his tight end. Last year when he had Austin Severian Jenkins healthy, he liked throwing to him. This year, uh, Cameron, if Cameron Brait, Austin Severian Jenkins is no longer on the team, and I like Cameron Brait as a bi-week fill-in, and, an, and really, he, he's a decent play uh, each and every week because of the Jameis Winston factor. He likes throwing to the tight end. On the San Francisco side, uh, I do like uh, Colin Kaepernick in, this week. Uh, he came back after what, approximately 14 months of not playing the quarterback position, um, had 18, 19 points, uh, um, which is decent for a quarterback. And uh, Tampa Bay is 16th uh, against the quarterback, 23rd against the running back, 20th against the wide receiver, and 10th against the tight end position. So who do I like for San Francisco? I like uh, Colin Kaepernick as a bi-week fill-in, for one. I also like Mike Davis because, like I said, Tampa Bay doesn't defend the running back position all that well in fantasy. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll like uh, Torrey Smith. Colin Kaepernick's got a big arm. Torrey Smith's got a uh, um, uh, uh, lot of speed. They they hooked up, even though with a, I wouldn't say a broken play, but he, he uh, undershot Torrey Smith, but he still took it in for a touchdown. I think they have slow DBs in Tampa Bay, and I think they're going to hook up for a long touchdown in here. And along with uh, Colin Kaepernick's running ability, I like Colin Kaepernick, like Mike Davis, and I like Torrey Smith. All right, let's move on to the um, let's move on to the uh, let me see what game we're going to go. Oh, San Diego at Atlanta. Okay, for those. Um, who don't realize this, but I do, this game is going to be a shootout, probably the highest scoring game of this week, in my opinion. Two prolific offenses with two offenses that like throwing the football and scoring a lot of points. A lot of points. I see Phillip Rivers against this defense of Atlanta. Who is 30th against the quarterback, 29th against the running back, 15th against the wide receiver, and 30th against the tight end position to be able to put up some serious points? So it's a no-brainer for me, and it's a no It should be a no-brainer for you that Philip Rivers is in your lineup in the quarterback position. It's a no-brainer for you, and it's a no-brainer for me that Melvin Gordon is is, is the same. Tyrell Williams, I love, and both both tight ends. One on the decline, one on the on the uh, uptick, is 
Antonio Gates, who is a longtime Philip Rivers favorite, and Hunter Henry, who is becoming a favorite and a, a prolific player in the tight end position, Hunter Henry. I like both of these tight ends because I think they're going to go to him early and often. Travis Benjamin's a little banged up, even though um, I think he's going to play this week. And let me let me give you the the injuries update it, it, up until this point that I do know. And uh, let me give it to you in a minute. He's a game time decision. Quite naturally, he's trying to play. And like I said, even if he doesn't play, I really like Tyrell Williams in this game. I really like him in this game. Now, a lot of people are underestimating what, what, what's going on here. Tyrell Williams, is, even with Travis Benjamin in the game, is a great target who li- and a good target that Phil Rivers likes to go to. And he gets an even bigger bump up if Travis Benjamin is limited or can't go. So remember that. I told you about this guy weeks ago. Weeks ago, and he's been, he's been putting up decent numbers. Now, I think he didn't have a good week last week going against Denver, but he's giving you decent numbers, flex numbers, wide receiver three, four numbers, decent numbers to be able to be put in your lineup each and every week. Um, and I think he, he he's going to he's going to uh, uh, pay off for you this week against the, against the defense. Like I said, against the defense. That can be early and often. Now let's go on to the other side. And you play both the running backs in here. Both of them have proven to be very fantasy relevant. Um, so if it's, that, that's the no-brainer. Another no-brainer is Matt, Matt Ryan. Another no-brainer is Julio Jones. And, and at a lesser extent is Mohamed Sanu. Now they're playing in Atlanta. Playing in Atlanta. It, ideal conditions. Track meet type of conditions. So I expect both these field goal kickers that, to be in play also. And I, you get points from everywhere. And the, the most unlikely spot, is a lot of people think about, are the field goal kickers. Well, these teams are going to be moving the ball. They should be able to move the ball back and forth on each other all the time. So if they don't score, uh, and, you know, most teams don't score every time they get the ball, but if they move the ball and it's within field goal range, this is the ideal conditions. Nothing's going to stop them weather-wise from kicking field goals. Or making field goals, I should say. So Matt Bryant, who's been a consistent field goal kicker in fantasy, and Josh Lambeau, absolute viable plays here, in my opinion. All right. Let's move on to the next game that's on the agenda. And that would be New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers without Big Ben. Without Big Ben. He's out. Landry Jones will be the quarterback. D'Angelo Williams is out. D'Angelo Williams is out. So that means Fitzgerald Trousson is going to be the backup to Le'Veon Bell. 
Marcus Wheaton is out. So that means the passing game is going to go to uh, the likes of Sammy Watkins. I mean, Sammy, uh, Sammy Coates, Eli Rogers. Sammy Coach and Eli Rogers. So, um, on the on the uh, New England side, um, I know that uh, Martellus Bennett and um, and uh, uh, hold on, man, let me just get it. Martellus Bennett and, and Julian Edelman are questionable to play. Uh, both of them were limited in practice practice last week. Last week and this week, it both played last week. Both are expected to play this week. So, but Tom Brady, no brainer, no brainer. Look, Garrett Bunt, James White, no brainer. Martellus Bennett, Rob Gronkowski, no brainer. What about Julian Edelman? He hasn't shown much. I know people have traded for him, thinking that sooner or later he's going to break out. Well, how often is he going to break out? How often is he going to break out? I mean, he's about the third or fourth option in the passing, somewhere around there. So you may get, you may get, you may get, um, um, a good game, but you never know what, when, when it's going to happen. But the, the the players I just told you about, Brady, Blunt, White, Bennett, Gronk, no-brainers to me. They're no-brainers. You got some form of that offense today, you get him, get him in your lineup. 13th against the quarterback, 28th against the running back, 13th against the wide receiver, 19th against the tight end position. Uh, either middle of the pack or, or lower than that. Um somewhere in that that range. They, the ball can be moved, especially with the Patriots, but they're playing in Pittsburgh. Um, Landry Jones, <laughs> this is Bill Belichick going against a, 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 um, a lesser quarterback, even though it's not New England, it's in Pittsburgh. New England, 17th against the quarterback, 13th against the running back, 11th against the wide receiver, 21st against the tight end position. So what's that telling you? Le'Veon Bell should get targeted early and often, running the football. What the, what New England's going to do? You're going to try to stop the run, try to stop Le'Veon Bell and have Landry Jones beat them in the air. So that means that Antonio Brown, Sammy Coach, Eli Rogers, and Jesse James are going to have to pick up the slack. Now, there's no doubt in my mind that B&B, meaning Bell and Brown, that you have to play. There, you, you don't want to be the one because of Landry Jones to put them on the bench not thinking that they're not going to produce. So regardless, I know it's a dilemma that you don't like. It's definitely going to be used early and often. And then Antonio Brown being the number one wide receiver in all of football, you have to try to get the football to him regardless of the circumstances. So you got to put Antonio Brown in. Coach, Rodgers, Jesse James, um, 
I would play Jesse James more than I would play Coach and Rodgers for the simple reason Landry Jones, it's a safer throw in the middle field to a tight end. And I would think that you, you would want to throw to the tight end, being that that's one of New England's uh, weaknesses is preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. So I'm looking for Jesse James to be productive in here. Looking for him to be productive. Sammy Coates and Eli Rogers is a sketchy play because of the fact it's Landry Jones. And I know that they're going to probably try to double, triple time, triple, tone, triple, triple um, up on uh, uh, Antonio Brown. And that's going to leave either Sammy Coates or Eli Rogers available for one-on-one play. And both of them, as much as, as uh, um, being speedsters, can get open. But which one? Which one, I say? Eli Rogers is probably on the outside. Sammy Coach, no, Sammy Coach is probably on the outside. Eli Rogers is probably on the inside. Um, my man is this. My, my thing is this. That um, my my thing is this: I I uh, can't play either one of these guys because um, they're too much of a crapshoot, and uh, that's how I feel about that. I mean, it's too much of a crapshoot. So good luck with that. All I can tell you is that if you got Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, you got to play him. Antonio Brown, uh, you don't know what you're going to get from Landry Jones. Another year, more experience. Uh, maybe he'll fare well, uh, fare better than uh, at what he did last year and last uh, last week. Um, I mean, quite naturally, he's getting all the reps this week, so that that's an advantage to be able to try to get some kind of rapport with the wide receivers. But it's just it's a wait and see. But you got to play him, and you can get Antonio Brown. Hopefully, you picked him up on the cheap because I, I saw people getting rid of Antonio Brown and not getting to as much as you, most people would think for Antonio Brown. Earlier in the year, quite naturally, nobody wanted to trade for him or, or let him go in, in one of my leagues. Unbelievably, so he, he went. And for, not for much. Not for what I would have uh, um, uh, thought he would go for. All right, let's move to the eight, eight, 830 game tonight which is a division rivalry game, huge division rivalry game, uh, against two, go- two teams that are um, really don't like each other. It's being played in, in, in uh, Arizona at the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are 4-1, and 1-1 one, one one on the road. The Cardinals are 3-3 three and three and are uh, on a two-game winning streak and are 2-2 two two at home. Um, uh, Russell Wilson. If you have Russell Wilson because and you don't have any better option, quite naturally you're gonna have to play him. Uh, I do like Christian Michael in here. Uh, I, he's gonna be used in a run game and a passing game. I've had him on my lineups. I uh, and I use him at trade bait and was able to uh, um, uh, benefit to, from, from trading Christian Michael. Um, one for Hunter Henry and Mike Gillisey for a backup for LaShawn McCoy, and a, and a, which I thought was a very good trade for me, uh, one for two. Another one, I used him with uh, 
uh, the wide receivers to get Mike Evans and uh, Des Bryant, who I thought was another great uh, pickup. Um, so, but I think Christian, Christian Michaels. Now, this is Arizona, and they're playing at home. And Arizona, and I'll run this down to you, is top 10 in preventing fantasy points, ninth against the quarterback, fifth against the running back, 10th against the wide receiver, and second against the tight end position. And what positions are fantasy relevant, really fantasy relevant for the Seattle Seahawks? Russell Wilson on the quarterback, Christian Michaels in the running back, Jimmy Graham in the tight end position. And I say all three of these guys are plays that you got to put them in. Um, They're probably your running back two uh, in Christian Michaels, but you got to put him in because uh, he can be used both in the passing game and the running game. He should have a, in my opinion, he should have a decent time because Russell Wilson is always, even though he's banged up, still has knee issues. He's still a running threat. Uh, he poses a running threat. Um, you're flipping the coin with the wide receiver in this game. I'm not a big Doug Baldwin fan. I know he's had good games, but this is a very good pass defense, and they're playing in Arizona. And like I said, they're, num- they're number 10 in preventing fantasy points and number 9th in preventing fantasy points in the quarterback, wide receiver position. Quarterback ninth, wide receiver 10th. They play that passing game pretty well. So I, I know that the wide receivers in Baldwin, Curse, and Lockett are going to catch passes, but will it mount to anything? I don't think so. On the other side, Carson Palmer is dealing with some um, hamstring issues. And I'm not a real – in this game, it's going to be tough for Carson Palmer to get off against that uh, very good pass rush and pass defense in, in Seattle. Seattle is second against the quarterback, third against the running back, fourth against the wide receiver, and fifth against the tight end position. Top five. Top five. But you got to play David Johnson. You got you got to play Larry Fitzgerald. Um, John Brown's not going to play. He's dealing with some sickle cell um, sickle cell uh, issues and won't be playing. He missed all practices past week, and he won't be playing. Um, uh, but and, and I wouldn't think that he would be able to be that much that effective in this game. And uh, Michael Floyd to a lesser extent. So what I'm saying. If you have no other choice, you got to play Carson Palmer. But if you do, uh, hopefully it's a better choice and, and uh, you stay away from Carson Palmer. Uh, David Johnson is a no-brainer. He's, he's, a, he's a, one of the top, if not the top, running back in fantasy. And Larry Fitzgerald, uh, who's a Carson Palmer standby, uh, a go-to guy, you got to play him because he, he's been balling out where most people thought he wasn't, but he's been balling out. So you got to play him. So, all right. And then we go to Monday night. We go to Monday night where uh, my Houston Texans are visiting the Denver Broncos where Brock Osweiler is going back home to play against his old team. You think this old team doesn't want to get the best of Brock? 
want to want to want to kick his ass to be so to speak. He's not a play today, and I'll tell you when he is. It's coming up very soon that Brock Osweiler would be a good play for you, um, and it's more weak than you think. But you got to play Lamar Miller, and I give you the Denver is fifth against the quarterback, twenty second against the running back, number one against the wide receiver, and fifteenth against the tight end position. So what I'm saying is this. Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins do not expect that much. And believe it or not, people, if, if Will Fuller plays, which, I, which all, 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 for all intents and purposes it looks like he's going to play, I think he's a better play. I know he's a young guy. I know he's coming back off an injury. He was active last week. That means he was that clo- much closer to playing. Now he's that much more healthier this week. Uh, and if the speed that Will Fuller has, I don't think the DBs and – Denver can keep up with him. Brock Osweiler has a big arm. As long as he gets some decent time, throwing to Will Fuller is the best is the better bet, in my opinion, than DeAndre Hopkins. That's just me talking. Now I do like CJ Fedorowicz. Um Brock has been thrown to him more often because it's an early, easy throw. Middle of the field, got a hell of a pass rush. Move the change. CJ Fedorowicz, tight end. By week filling. I would absolutely put him in there with no no reservations at all, putting him in there. But the simple fact is that I think he's going to uh, do well. On the other side, um, do I put tri- tri- Trevor Simeon in against this defense in Houston, which is fourth against the quarterback, 14th, 14th against the running back, third against the wide receiver, and sixth against the tight end? Now, they play Houston teams. They play better at home than they do on the road, offensive wise. Defense always shows up. They're not as good as they were when J.J. Watt was in the lineup, quite naturally. And um, I think uh, uh, um, the um, Le'Veon Bell maybe not Le'Veon Bell. Jadavian Clowney may be dealing with some health issues, but I think it'll be good to play. Um, you play C.J. Anderson. Um, supposedly, Devontae Booker is going to be used more. Uh, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I would grab him if he's sitting on your waiver wire. Um, Devontae Booker, I'm talking about, that um, later in the year, Maybe even after the bye, uh, if the C.J. Anderson doesn't show more that the Devontae Booker's um, it's going to take over. I know Gary Kubiak saying that he's going to get more touches. That tells me that he, he, he's adapting to the NFL and, and is uh, becoming closer and closer in an uh, uh, even split between him, uh, between Booker and C.J. Anderson with the possibility that Booker taking over that starting job. So I would say that if you have room on your roster, I know I've been saying this and that, but some people have picked some of these players up. That's why I keep on rattling them off. Devontae Booker could be a stash and be beneficial for you going down uh, um, closer to the the, uh, fantasy playoffs. All right, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Now, 
the Houston Texans back uh, defensive backs have been going down left and right. Kevin Johnson is no longer there, um, and, and, and others are <coughs> hurting. So it's weakened the backside of that defense. And, and uh, the favorite target for Simeon would be Emmanuel Sanders. He's a no-brainer. Demarius Thomas um, is inconsistent, but to me, he's a no-brainer in this game. He's a no-brainer in this game. And that, that pretty much sums it up. Oh, you know what? And it's also in this game. Uh, next week, when waiver wire time comes, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever your waiver wire opens up, Paul Perkins. A gut feeling tells me that Paul Perkins' second half of the year is going to be more prevalent in the run game, which is not existent for the um, Giants. Paul Perkins, remember that name. All right, people. We come to the end of the show. Great show, if I do say so myself. I appreciate you staying with me and hanging with me for the whole show. Uh, enjoy the rest of this week in the games, the early game, which is on. And um, for those who don't know, it's a tie 10-10 game going into the um, less than 10 minutes into the third quarter. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I appreciate you spending the time with me this this early uh, morning. Um, it's great football day today. Starts early, ends late. And hopefully you have a good time with friend, family and friends or whoever you're with watching football all day. I know I will. And all I can tell you is hopefully with all the information I put out there and with your knowledge of fantasy football, we put them all, put our heads together and get a win in your match for this week. Enjoy the day. See you next week.